Welcome back to Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. In this series, we highlight the careers, accomplishments, and aspirations of all the free agents in the sports business world looking for work in the midst of COVID-19. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the free agents, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn. And now, a word from our sponsors. What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Lawson from Squad Sports. We're really excited to be supporting the Free Agent Friday series. A lot of great talent out there. Without further ado, this is the next free agent you should be signing with your sports team. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Samantha Clark with me. How's it going, Samantha? As best as can be, you know, making the best of weird situations. <laughs> That's all we can do is just keep plugging along, so... Uh, let's let's kind of jump right in. Uh, tell us where you went to school and any degrees that you received. Okay. Um, I actually was lucky enough to go to a pretty tiny D3 school right outside Cleveland, Ohio. I went to John Carroll University, and I graduated with my bachelor's in communication. Um, and within that, I specialized in their integrated marketing track. So for those that don't know, integrated marketing would be everything from advertising, public relations, social media, kind of a, a little bit of everything. At what point did you decide you wanted to get into sports? I was actually pretty late to the game, to be honest. I didn't decide until my senior year of college that that's what I wanted to do. And I was lucky enough at the time, it was 2016, so my home team won the NBA championship. Good time, at least to get excited. Um, so when you were in school, did you do any internships? I did internships in a lot of different things, actually. I think my first ever internship was actually for a radio station in their promotions department. So a lot of going out to different events and interacting with different listeners and, you know, just being the face of the radio station. And then I think the next one after that would be, I was for a company that did promotion marketing for um, blockbuster movies. So I saw a lot of movies that summer. Um, we would do things like create pop-up events with mascots. So we did one for the Minions movie where we brought actually three Minions to a movie theater and people could take pictures and dance with Minions. And uh, that was pretty fun. And then we did a couple other movies that summer where we would host a preview screening and then ask for feedback afterwards. Uh, one of those, I believe, was the most recent Mission Impossible at the time. Nice. It's always, always fun. I'm a movie guy, so I love the I, I would have liked that, I guess, uh, internship. So tell me about... Uh, yeah. Well, so what did you do um, when you got out of college? What was kind of your next role um, once you graduated? So I actually sort of started my post-grad work while I was still in school. Like I mentioned before, 2016, the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA championship. At the time, right before playoffs, they were hiring for extra promotional team members. And I was lucky enough to be chosen to work for them throughout the playoffs and that following summer. So I spent the summer after college working for them as well as lifeguarding to sort of supplement my income while I looked for a full-time job. And then unfortunately come the end of the summer, I was still lifeguarding only this time at an indoor pool because it took a little bit to get my next foot in the door. 
What was your next foot in the door from there? My next foot in the door was yet again another big name. I went over to the Detroit Red Wings to work in their marketing department as a marketing assistant. So a lot of what I did there was, again, promotional related. So I would had a lot of game day responsibilities, but additional administrative responsibilities throughout the week as well, which was really fun. And then kind of walk me through your next, um, you know, few steps to where you're at now career-wise. Well, my next few steps were pretty pretty short, hop, skip, and a jump. I went from a year with the Detroit Red Wings, and then I packed up and moved for a position out here in Colorado Springs with USA Swimming as their partnership marketing coordinator. So I sort of took a little bit of a lateral step from traditional marketing to partnership marketing. Um, where I got to do some pretty incredible things and meet some very cool people, uh, which sort of sparks my newest love of partnership marketing. I didn't realize how much I would love doing it until I started doing it. What kind of, did you have any specific project there or um, campaign that, you know, really sticks out to you that you're most proud of? I, wouldn't say a traditional campaign. Um, the nature of the events USA Swimming puts on is we have entitlement sponsors per event, um, one of those being the Tier Pro Swim Series. And so it's a lot of back and forth with different venues because they don't host at one singular venue. Um, there's five or six venues across the country. So it's a lot of coordinating between the venue and tier to make sure all of the signage gets hung up properly to their standards to sort of build the space out the same way you would already have it built out in a traditional one stadium home. Um, so in a traditional stadium, you have your home team and everything is already built out to look like the home team. Because USA Swimming travels, we have to then go in and build out different stadiums to look like the home team, if that makes sense. Um, so just getting those off the ground and getting approval for that artwork was something I was pretty proud of because those events come up quick. There are five <laughs> events throughout the year, and it's literally like three weeks event, another three weeks event, another three weeks event. No, no time to sit around, that's for sure. Oh, no. And then before I, you know, COVID hit and the world exploded, uh, we were getting ready for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. So in addition to our regular events, our regularly scheduled programming, as you were, they had to additionally plan for that, which is a whole bag of tricks in and of itself. How about for your next role? Are you looking to stay in partnership marketing or what kind of roles are you open to and looking for? I would really like to stay in the marketing realm whether that's partnerships or traditional, um, or even the you know community relations sort of department. I really like to be out and to the people. I like to be bringing a message and building relationships, um, which I gather that ticket sales is sort of building relationships as well. I'm just a little leery to go into a straight sales position. I like the creative aspects of marketing where I get to see graphics and design, you know, campaigns and how that plays out. 
Okay. Uh, open to relocation? Absolutely. I've already moved two times. What's the third time? Uh, what would you say is kind of your dream job? My dream job down the road, and I'm not going to put a time limit on it because I've learned that time limits mean nothing <laughs> in the universe's plan. I would like to be the VP of marketing or part, like director of partnership marketing as the interim step. I want to be a VP. I want to be able to guide a program's marketing decisions and how they reach out to their fans, how they communicate to their fans. I want to be large and in charge, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about, what would you say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to a new position? One of my biggest assets is that I'm kind of nosy. <laughs> that sounds like it would be a negative, but it, to me it means I like to know everything that's going on in the organization so that I can figure out where I can help best. Um, one of my favorite things at, while I was working at the Detroit Red Wings was our sales and marketing meeting and our um, integrated communications meeting. So those meetings would bring together different departments and we would discuss what's going on, who has events coming up, you know, are we pushing X ticket passage or package just to know everything so that I could say, okay, I can help you in this manner so that we can get this done and bring the best quality we can. So I'm, I'm definitely a little nosy when it comes to my organization. What's the area you think you need to work on the most? I think I need to work on my patients in a professional setting. I am a really big fan of to-do lists and checklists. So I, I get, I derive a lot of satisfaction from crossing things off the list. And I have to be more patient and realize that not everybody works that way or at the same speed that I do. Um, some people hop around a little bit. I like to see a project start to finish. And I'm not quite so patient when I have to wait on other people for things. And I need to step back a little and realize people have their own process. It will get done. Nobody really wants to leave you hanging. So just wait. It'll happen. <laughs> It's always frustrating though. doesn't matter. Um, how about, would you, how would you define success? Success to me is when I feel like the people I'm dealing with are getting the results they need, especially in the partnership realm. Um, when I would get emails back from partners saying, thanks for sending this along. We'll get it to you, you know, in a couple of days for approval. And I want to, manage to get it done and approved before, you know, the absolute deadline or by a couple of days. Or I, I mean, one of my biggest success was, funny story, when I was working for the Red Wings, my boss, within a couple of months of me working there was like, hey, I'm going to be on maternity leave at the start of the season. So you're kind of going to have to do my job and your job and kick off the season. And we started a new marketing campaign at the same time. So one of the biggest success was when she came back, she pulled me aside and she was like, everybody who was my boss said you did a fantastic job. So just being able to meet and exceed expectations is sort of how I define my success. Nice. 
How about a fun personal fact about you? Um, I'm ridiculously in love with my cat. She's been with me almost 10 years now. And actually, as I say this, she's staring at me from across the room telling me to that come give me treats. Um, and I'm, yeah, it, I'm, I'm a little bit of a crazy cat lady, but I only have one. So I'm not that crazy. I was, yeah, I mean, if you had 10 or something and they were on your shoulder or something, that might be a little different. So one's not bad. Well, I strategically chose this wall so she can't climb up behind me. <laughs> uh, she likes to drop in on phone calls all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, we had a cat and it was, uh, it was very, uh, it always liked to mess with me just because I'm not an animal person. So um, the kids always got a kick out of that, but they know and they know who they can pick on. Yeah. Well, Samantha, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, hopefully we can help, help get you back out there in the marketing area and um, we'll keep in touch. Definitely. And thank you for, you know, giving us an avenue to tell our story. I feel like you send out a thousand applications and you never hear anything. So this is a way to say, Hey, I'm still trying. We're back for another free agent Friday, and today I've got Ross Castronova with me. How's it going, Ross? Good. How about you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, why don't you share with us where you went to school and any degrees that you received? So I went to Arizona State University, and I studied sports business, and I just graduated this May. When did you decide that you wanted to get into sports? For um, it was a passion of mine when I grew up. So growing up around sports with the baseball and for my uh, father's love for the Cubs, it came on to me and grew on to me. And from that, you know, I was in the sports throughout my whole life. And I always found a passion and I always wanted to be a part of it from the first experience I've had when I first went to Wrigley Field. And that was, uh, they made me feel very welcome. And I want to be like, the, I want to return the favor and kind of be a part of that. While you were in school, did you do any internships or volunteer work? Yeah, I did a lot. So I started off with Tempe Diablo Stadium with the LA Angels. So I started with guest services and security type roles and stuff like that. And for the three years, I got bumped up to handling the scoreboard to social media marketing this past season. So it was uh, really interesting to learn all that. And it was my first role in social media. And uh, then I also did marketing with the Padres and the Mariners for spring training with the city of Peoria that um, last spring training. And I also um, took an internship role with the Chicago Red Stars where I was marketing and promotions intern. And so like, and then I have other experiences that weren't internships in the sports world, but I don't know. I took every opportunity I could to learn. That's good. I mean, I always, I always say it's the best way is get, Roll up your sleeves and and get in the mix. Plus, you're you're meeting people. You're building relationships yeah. with people. So that's always good. What area are you most interested in working as far as you know so, sales, marketing, ops? 
So I actually, from all the experience I had, I started growing into sales passion. And from that, I saw like the relationships that I can have with the clients. And even like with the kids club, I was a kids, kids club intern for the Arizona Coyotes. And we did the kids club and we'd be selling membership packages for the kids and learning, um, planning different ideas for them and create these events and having their parents come up, look, I really enjoyed this. And just hearing that kind of like made me excited to go in the, the sales industry, just like learning about how we can make a difference in other people's lives. What would you say is your biggest um, asset that you bring to a new position? I feel like my willingness to learn and continue to be coachable. Like during this time through the COVID-19, I actually was reaching out to people in the sports industry and learning about how they've handled their experiences and learned and just continuing to get advice from them and actually started listening to podcasts, reading books that all these people that I'm thankful for to uh, take the time out of their day to talk with me and learn from them. So I just feel like I'm always trying to learn and think like from my work experience too, I'm going above and beyond. Like I actually flew out to New York to learn about inside sales. I flew out from Phoenix to New York on a, for a day just to go learn. And I feel like it was worth it 100% just to like, I just do whatever I can to continue to learn. Nice. Yeah. And, and you, you got to continue to do that as you progress too. It never stops, you know, yeah, even, I know. Uh, it's what I'm in that mode right now. How about what's That's, the area that you need to work on the most? Um, honestly, I feel like I'm always trying to perfect everything. So, I mean, kind of learning that you're not always going to be perfect. So I feel like that's the area I'm going to work on and understand more. So that's what I've been working on during this past time, just reflecting and kind of figuring out ways how we can understand that. So I started actually reading some books about it. How about, um, how would you define success? Um, I feel like success can be determined in anyone's perspective, but like success to me is always being giving it your best foot forward and doing whatever you can to get to that goal. So say you're doing like a sales, you're going to do whatever you can to get that sale or, you know, just being able to, you know, make the effort. And I feel like effort's like the biggest thing that you should do. For your next um, role that you're looking for, are you open to relocation? Yes. Okay. And then how about in, all of your internships, anything that you're most proud of that you worked on? Um, I feel like the most proud of would be with the angels taking on that social media role that I've never done before and just kind of like learning it on the fly and kind of like reaching out to their social media people and kind of connecting with them and kind of learning from them. I feel like that was interesting. So I'd be going, getting up at 7 a.m. to work with them and then going to class at 9 a.m. So and I lived out in Surprise, Arizona, so I was driving an hour to get there. So I'd leave up my house at like 5.30 in the morning. But, you know, it was worth it just to continue to learn and learn about a new role. And I feel like also the Arizona Coyotes, too, from learning from them and kind of like figuring out ways on how we can, you know, get more memberships is like from what we were only marketing one side of the stadium. So we actually... Uh, created this idea to go to the other side of the stadium and work at, um, promote during the plaza party. So there's a lot of fans around there and we actually got a lot of sales and we, um, and at first, like we were a little, you know, slow at getting sales. So I started thinking what happens if we started, you know, promoting towards more like the events 
rather than the packages that we're giving and our sales increased dramatically. And this one's not part of the internships, but with the Phoenix Suns, uh, I was like one, I was one of the top in Jersey sales and uh, I did whatever it took. So if there was, uh, so we had all these different team shops around the arena. And if we didn't have this one and the other team shop would, I would run over there and come back and, you know, that would help a lot of customer satisfaction. So, I mean, I just going above and beyond sometimes and taking that initiative. And then I also thought about, um, we were doing two sales one day and I thought, what happens if we marketed the front part and put the sales in the front? So when people walk in, cause some people are looking towards for the sales. So, and that actually helped us sell more of the item of the games. And so they actually put me towards, uh, item of the game. So uh, I got to practice sales a lot more. So I feel like that was pretty exciting. Just being able to make a difference where I'm working. So I think that's like the most proudest. Nice. How about a fun personal fact about you? Um, I am, I feel like the fun personal fact is that I'm now during this time, I'm actually trying to learn another language. So I'm starting to learn Italian. So I feel like that's pretty cool to learn and try to like understand. So I like it. How far along are you in that? Uh, I'm beginner level, but okay. I feel like I'm going to make, I'm going to get to intermediate soon and then push myself. Nice. nice. Give us a couple months and hopefully <laughs> I'm there. But yeah. Take no. it day by day. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. No, Ross, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, let's uh, keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time today. We're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Robin Fink with me. How's it going, Robin? It's going. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, I'd love to start off with where you went to school and any degrees that you received. Sure. Um, I am a graduate of the University of Florida, Go Gators, and I got my bachelor's in public relations. Okay. How about... Um, walk me through a little bit of your career um, on the public relations and any other uh, ventures that you've been involved in. Sure. Um, when I was in college is where I kind of got my taste of sports and PR. Um, I interned for the Miami Dolphins and Florida Panthers over the summers. And while I was at school, I interned for a sports information department. So that kind of gave me my taste of sports and public relations. At first, I thought I was going to be going into college as a sports broadcaster major. It was going to be the, my dream was to be the next Robin Roberts. And I had my tape from high school. And the professor that I talked to was like, take your classes, come back. And I am very persistent. I was like, no, 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 I want to volunteer. So I kind of pivoted and took the PR route and started taking those classes. And fell in love with um, working in the sports world and kind of have been lucky enough to touch it in a sense, either directly or indirectly throughout my career. What is it about like sports that you liked? I mean, were you an athlete? You just a big fan? 
Um, I've always been a fan. I was a cheerleader in high school, so I will say I'm an athlete because I believe cheerleaders are athletes. Um, I think sports, you know, it brings people together. And it was something that my dad and I did, you know, he was my brother's soccer coach and did t-ball. But on the weekends, we sat down and watched the dolphin games together. So it brought us together. And he was a University of Miami fan. And I went to games with him and I saw three wide rights and a wide left. And then going to University of Florida was such a big sports program. It was hard not to become a fan. Um, but then just working in it, it's just it's so passionate and it's fun and you get to tell a story and working with athletes and um, you just get to have a great time. And I knew that I wasn't going to be a tech or healthcare PR pro. And I was lucky enough to work with big brands that always had a sponsorship of some support, some sort in the NFL or MLB or NBA. Yeah. At least you can be a part of it that way. (laughs) So what were your last few roles that you, you know, had before COVID? Uh, I spent the last four years as director of consumer PR at Carnival Cruise Line. So I completely pivoted um, out of sports to the travel industry, which I had never worked in. Um, But I think that's what they liked about me. I came into a great team that had a ton of sport, a ton of travel experience, sorry. And I think bringing that lifestyle and sports background um, paid off because we did have partnership deals with the Texans and the Saints and the Miami Heat. So ironically, being in a travel brand, I still was able to touch sports. And then in 2018, we named Shaquille O'Neal our chief fun officer. So I got to work with one of the largest (laughs) figuratively and literally (laughs) uh, sports brands in the world. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good way to uh, be involved with it. I mean, travel, still in sports. Yeah. What's kind of the ideal role that you're looking for now? You know, it's funny when every when all this went down, everyone's like, "You'll find something better or bigger." I'm like, I had a pretty <laughs> great job the last four years, so right. to get something better would have to probably take me back to my passion and and be in sports. I. Like I said, my internships and I kind of started my career in sports. So I'd love to circle back to that Um, or be in a similar role that I was in, you know, at a big brand that does touch sports in some way, shape or form, but working in an integrated marketing environment where you get to work with talent. You know, I'm not just pigeonholed into a PR person. I've worked, I've led social media for a year. I've worked with big names in both athletes and chefs and Shaquille O'Neal and Kathy Lee Gifford. So I've done talent management. Um, So just looking for a role where I can be challenged, make an impact like I did at Carnival um, and have fun because if you're not doing what you're passionate about, then, then it's hard. And I, I learned that the past four years, it wasn't work when I went every day, you know, sailing is when you love cruising, it's not hard to have to go on a press trip and host media. <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you can adapt to that, but right. no, it's true. I mean, you need to, you need to be in that, that role that, uh, um, it doesn't feel like it's work. Um, you enjoy it every day. Are you open to relocation? Are you needing something in South Florida? What is that situation? Uh, South Florida's home. It always has been. Um, I am open to relocating, but I think in this environment with so many companies, you know, working remotely right now and not going back to an office environment, 
Um, you know, I'm open to anything, but I am a believer that a lot gets done in person. I, I miss being in an office. I miss being in face-to-face -face meetings. Um, I'm kind of old school. And uh, for me, learning Zoom and, and doing share drives and, and Google Docs is new for me. You know, I am probably like most PR individuals in my situation doing the freelance stuff. And I've been lucky to land a couple of freelance gigs that I'm, uh, that I'm enjoying. Um, but I'm looking for that, that next big thing. What would you say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to a new position? Um, I think my passion and relationship skills. I think, you know, this industry, it's based on relationships. And that's something you can't teach. That's something that you just kind of know how to do. And, you know, I pride myself on building and maintaining relationships. And the relationships that I've taken from agencies with media and people that I've worked with with different brands um, through Carnival and we'll take, you know, where I land next. How about on the flip side, what's the area that you need to work on the most? Caring too much, <laughs> <laughs> learning to let go, like not taking things, you know, dealing with being laid off for something that you had no control over was hard not to take personally. Um, but when you, when you care about your job and the people, it's hard not to. So I guess learning from this and going into something and finding something that you're passionate about, but still knowing it is a job and you have family and life and activities outside of that. How would you define success? For myself? Yeah. How, in, in personal, business, whatever. Um, I would define success. I mean, success for me would be finding another job. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, networking, using, using the relationships that I've made to, to land a new role, um, and then going in and making an impact. I think another thing that I bring to the table is I've learned, you know, two key assets is learning and listening. And I think if people did that more, we might not be in the situation we're in right now in a lot of situations, um, you know, across the world. So I think those are two very key attributes to have. And I think success would be going in, learning, listening, what, you know, what does the company need? How do they want to pivot? You know, a lot of what I did was events and in-person events. And I know that's not going to be the norm anytime soon. So learning how to adapt to new ways of doing things, but still being able to tell a great story on behalf of a brand. How about a fun personal fact? A fun personal fact. I am the best aunt out there. Um, the best aunt? Yes. Okay. I have two nephews and a niece, and I would say the silver lining or the positive that has come from all of this is the amount of time that I've gotten to spend with them um, throughout this, you know, helping with online school and just being able to be an extra set of hands. My sister-in-law works from home, so being a parent is not easy. Um, being an aunt is awesome because I, I still get to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I guess I would say another fun fact is a, a proud moment is I ran the New York City Marathon in 2015. And sad that a lot of the races I've signed up for are not happening this year, but looking forward to getting back out there. So how are these virtual races? Like, what is, what is that? Is Because... I I've haven't seen done the up. big ones, um, but I am in the middle of a virtual race that's sort of a, a COVID fundraiser as well. It's um, run a mile each day for 19 days. 
So I'm doing that with a friend, which, you know, gets me out there, keeps me active, you know, keeps me mentally healthy. Um, and then, you know, doing something for a cause as well, which I like to do. Uh, that's awesome. Well, Robin, I want to thank you for joining me. And uh, it's, thank you. it was good to, good to finally connect. I know we've exchanged a lot of emails over the last month or yes. so. So, yes. uh, no, I think what you're doing is amazing. There's a ton of talented people out there and hopefully sports are starting to come back again in a different way. And hopefully jobs will soon follow. We're back for another Free Agent Friday. Today, I've got Eric Dorsey with me. How's it going, Eric? Hey, all good, all good. Just another day. Good, man. Hey, I'm glad you're able to join me. Let's jump right in with, um, tell us about where you went to school and any degrees that you received. Absolutely. So I'll take it back to my undergrad. I went to Stevenson University, a Division three school in Baltimore, Maryland. I got my accounting undergrad from there. Um, was always going around to a lot of different CPA firms, uh, doing internships, and always wanted to have that uh, accounting and finance in my background. I uh, was always a soccer player, played four years of soccer at Stevenson. And then after I graduated from Stevenson, I immediately knew I didn't just want to be a CPA. So I was working at a CPA firm, but I also applied for a Georgetown Sport Industry Management Master's program. Um, and this is where I was able to you know, really get a lot of different experiences. Uh, I just recently graduated from Georgetown in May of 2020. Um, through there, I'll talk a lot about different experiences that I've gone through uh, throughout the interview. Well, at what point did you realize that you did want to be in sports? Was it just in that, you know, at the end of your college or did you know before that? So luckily I had a couple of people that I'd played on the soccer team with. They had some friends, family friends, things like that, that someone went to Georgetown. They introduced me to them. And like I carry, you know, my mentality to this day is always about relationship building and learning from people and connecting with people. And like me and you, when we connected um, over LinkedIn, yep. but back then, you know, I was an undergrad. I wasn't really sure. Just like a lot of people wanting to be in the sports industry. They knew they love sports. I love the atmosphere. Um, I love being in the environment, being around the venues. Um, and that's when I was really kind of got that experience, went to Georgetown, got to, you know, while I was still an undergrad, I went to Georgetown to learn from people, see what the classes would be like, see what the professors were like. And it just felt like a perfect, mix for myself um, and once I was able to go you know from a smaller division three school to Georgetown University where you're getting people from they went to either Dartmouth they went to school in California they went to school all over the country all over the world and just yeah. starting to meet those people um, it really kind of opened my eyes and helped me you know to be where I am today nice so would you like to kind of marriage the two as far as sports and the financial aspects or are you what area in the sports are you most interested in so now i'm really focusing towards that ops you know that front side of really being on the operations side of a venue but i always kind of have that finance in the back of my head whether it was you know with my time at dc united 
trying to help out with some accounting roles and the operations team, whether I'm, uh, when I was at my CPA firms, I would always kind of try to do like the doubling balance act of, you know, helping out here. And while, like I said, while I was at the CPA firm, I would help with, you know, tax returns, different things like that. But I would also want to be in the business development and marketing meetings and talking with clients and really having that communication with, you know, all people involved. I always say that when I was, when I'm at venues, you know, I don't care if you're the janitor or the GM of the team, I want to learn about your role and just kind of figure out where, you know, you, you fit in the puzzle of the whole venue. Walk me through kind of your, um, any internships that you had, any jobs that you've had in sports or, or other, just kind of the last, you know, few years. Yep. So just kind of, uh, like I said before, I always like to, you know, if there's an experience, a possibility, I'm going to jump on it. So after I was leaving the CPA firm, uh, leaving Stevenson, going to Georgetown. So I was working full time up here in Baltimore and I was going to school down at Georgetown. Uh, so last October, I actually took a leap of faith from that CPA firm. Um, and decided to really jump around with a lot of different experiences. And that's where I was able to work with the USA Marketing and the Washington Nationals for the World Series last year. Helped out with the Play Loud campaign, the Stand Up to Cancer activations. Uh, Again, just a lot of those marketing-focused roles there. Um, After that, I was able to hop up in Baltimore with the International IMLCA, the Lacrosse Coaches Convention, Uh, get that experience up here in the Marriott, Helped out with the Baltimore Soccer Coaches Convention at the Baltimore Convention Center. Uh, worked with DC United and their event ops team. Worked with the XFL. Uh, so like I said, after that, kind of that Georgetown jump when I got there and I said, okay, you know what, I'm still at the CPA firm. I realized if I wanted to, you know, make that jump to where I wanted to be and get those different experiences that that's what I needed to do. Um, so I'm grateful to all of those, you know, the past about a year and a half, really being able to meet a lot of people, learn from different people and really get that experience um, and then going forward, after I was at DC United at the start of this year, I came on with safe management in Baltimore and I was part of the COVID-19 crisis leadership response team. Uh, so I was helping out with the Baltimore Orioles, helping out with the Baltimore Ravens, really planning for, you know, this new normal that we all live in. Um, again, grateful to have that experience with safe. Unfortunately, at the end of July, I was let go from safe uh, with the layoffs and everything. Um, it's as we know very well, it's hitting everybody. Um, and with that, you know, taking all that experience of being with DC United, being with all these professional teams, having communicated with co- uh, universities and colleges around the Baltimore metro area about what the new normal might look like. Um, and now kind of gathering all of that together is where I'm now trying to, you know, expand myself, help out in an operations role, a venue management role, um, and just keep learning from people like yourself and others. When you were with, uh, um, like, DC United, what kind of things were you working on there? I know you were uh, event operations, but what, what specifically? Yeah, a lot of the fan engagement programs, uh, whether it would be before, setting up before the game day, setting up prior to game day, breaking down after, um, making sure that, you know, all entry and exit points are being utilized properly and just kind of always being on that, you know, on your toes, ready to solve a problem if anything needed, whether if ticket sales, like I said before, you know, wanting to talk to the janitors, wanting to talk to the ticket sales reps, you know, if if ticket sales needed help with something, us on the ops team, we weren't afraid, and especially myself, to go out there and, you know, help wherever we needed. Um, And so that was, again, just great experience of those being there for about four or five months so far. And now, as you know, I'm staying in constant contact with them about, you know, what the new season might possibly look like. And I always say, uh, you know, I don't take anything even day by day anymore. It's hour by hour. (laughs) And it it really does change hour by hour. It's it's crazy. But 
what would you say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to an organization? Yeah, the organization, and like you, you asked me earlier about what I want to mix with my finance background and trying to, you know, use the operations experience now to really go forward with them. And I always take that organization that I had from accounting and whether that be ledger keeping, budgeting, um, really being able to use that and kind of jump forward. Um, and so with that, and I'll even uh, talk about another experience real quick about when I was at Georgetown, I became the chief financial officer and then the president of the AIM Sports Conference. Uh, which we run the AIM Sports Conference. It's three years old now. It's run entirely by Georgetown Sim students. Uh, it's a really great opportunity for people in the D.C. area. We had some people in this year in 2020 come from uh, New York City, Arizona, really all over the country. A great networking opportunity and a great learning platform for people just like myself who are coming out, have the experience, and they're trying to now figure out where they want to go, where they want to, who they want to meet, who they want to learn from. Um, and so I was really proud to be able to utilize all of this experience that I had while pushing the AIM conference forward. We were able to secure uh, former NBA players, former NFL players, uh, just really high quality, you know, talented people, talented executives, whether from Octagon, Under Armour, all over. And again, going back to, like I say, when I'm thinking about what I can do for an organization, I think about my relationship skills, my communication skills, and utilizing all that together to put forward a, a proper event, an efficient event, um, an event that you know creates memories, which is why I want to be in sports, is to help create those memories. When people leave a stadium and they say, you know what, this person helped me out. This might have happened, but you know, this is they set it up great for me. Just simple things like that. Um, so when I was able to put on the AIM conference, you know, work with the budget, work with Georgetown University to make sure that we were securing a proper venue, everything like that, make checking, pretty much checking everything off um, and putting together a full event. Uh, it was really, it was a real proud moment for me. What is the flip side? What What do you need to work on the most? The fact that, and you can probably see from my interview, is I'm willing to dip my hand anywhere it needs to go. So I find myself, like for example, with the AM conference, we we had a marketing team, an industry relations team, um, communications team, and I would delegate the duties. But then I'd find myself at some nights, you know, showing the computer and being like, okay, let me do this now and. I'm staying up late, keep working. And then I'm oh, wait a second. I need to keep working on this. And I'm just spreading myself too thin in the point where, like I said, I'm just so excited to get any opportunity that I need to make sure that you know, I leave the time for, you know, myself, uh, balance, you know, work-life balance, everything like that. Are you open to relocation for a new position? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people who know me, a little background on myself too, is I just recently got married. Um, and Congrats. last year, Thank you. Thank you. And last year bought a house in Maryland. Um, but I have a big family. My family's always been in real estate and always said, you know, I never plan on selling this home. Um, and my wife's a teacher and we've worked together and talked a lot about, you know, if the opportunity arises for uh, me to, you know, a good opportunity somewhere, wherever it may be, we're ready to go. Um, and we're ready for whatever that needs to happen, whatever needs to happen. Um, Baltimore will always be my home. And, you know, I've got family really all over the country. I always say that I'm the last one really holding it down in Baltimore. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. Like I said, taking it hour by hour. My wife's from Baltimore, so been there, been there many times. My favorite pit beef places. So, yes. Um, tell me about how you define success. It's when you go home at night and, you know, in the people in the events, uh, business and industry, they know that, you know, you might go home some nights and it happened with me at safe. 
I go home and then, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I get a call because something's happening at the venue that you need to fix. But if you're able to go home every night and know that the people you're leaving at, at the venue, leaving at work, uh, have your back and trust you and you can trust them and kind of have that back and forth, good communication, that good relationship with them to go home to, you know, do whatever you need to do at home in your personal life and then bring it all kind of back together and not really kind of have, oh, this is, this is work, Eric, and this is, you know, at home, Eric. It's like when people see me and they meet me, this is, no matter what, this is what they're going to get. And that's success. And if, you know, I have, if you ever had to be in a place where you had to change where you are, but you were, say, getting, hitting the key metrics and targets you wanted to, that wouldn't be as successful to me as somebody who is doing exactly what they want to do, you know, maybe making a mistake here or there more, more or less but they know that they're in where they want to be and they're not just doing something for say a paycheck or cause it looks good on a resume. How about a fun personal fact about you? All right. So, uh, I about actually a year ago yesterday, I was in Breckenridge, Colorado and climbed Quandary peak mountain, which is a, uh, 14,500, I think. And, you know, I told you I was a soccer player my whole life and, you know, did a lot of conditioning in soccer, but climbing that mountain was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And so, yeah, yesterday was the one year anniversary of that. So I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> nice. Nice. That sounds like a fun uh, endeavor. Did you have to like train for it or did you just go out there and do it? We just, we just did it. We just woke up one morning and just started hiking and got to the top and realized, wow, we still got to go back down. <laughs> I think going down's easier probably. You could at least roll down or something. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I felt like I was rolling down. And then you have like a ten year old kid who's just like chugging up the mountain next to you. Like, all right, if this guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, I'm also uh another fact about me is um, my mom's from Argentina, so I've been there many a times. Uh I like to travel. Like I said, definitely a traveler, you know, before the new normal of now getting used to traveling again, but um yeah, got family all over the country, Florida, Oregon, uh, brother in the Navy, but definitely it's, a, it's an exciting time. You know, uh, people always say things are changing, but we just kind of keep it going with what we can. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for, for joining me. It's, it's great to kind of finally get on a Zoom call with you and uh, get to meet you um, face to face. So yeah, um, thanks again, and let's uh, keep in touch. Yeah, will do. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity and uh, looking forward to seeing every, all the great things you guys are doing. for another free agent Friday. And today I've got Ed Kaczynski with me. How's it going, Ed? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive right into, um, and start with where you went to school and any degrees that you have, uh, received. Sure. I went to Loyola university, of Chicago. Uh, some may know recent Cinderella story with, uh, with March madness and men's basketball. And I was studying actually uh, finance and economics. So originally, I was going to be a business major. Uh, sports kind of, you know, weren't really on the radar at that time. 
And I was, I was graduating similar to kind of the environment we're right now. I was actually graduating in 2009 at the height of, you know, the economic downturn, the housing bubble, all that good stuff. And ultimately made the decision to uh, stay in school for another year, get my MBA. And that, that's kind of where I, I really identified the sport industry as, uh, as the industry for me and, and really made a, a pivot into that, into that realm. What was it that made you want to jump into the sports side of things? Part of it, you know, ironically enough, part of it was just thinking back to, uh, you know, to when I was growing up and, and the love of sports and, and really wanted to, you know, really wanting to contribute in that fashion. Uh, didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to get into. You know, so many people were saying to get, get involved in, in sales. Everybody starts, starts out in sales. You know, here I was, you know, an early 20 something, you know, kid. And I was like, I was like, Oh, this, this might be, you know, a great opportunity at the very least. I'll learn something about myself. I'll do something I might not otherwise do, you know, get involved in sales. And, and here I am 10 years later. So what was kind of that first role for you then? Um, like, did you do any sports internships or was, you know, a, full-time job, your first experience in it? So all, all my internships in college were actually uh, in business. I was, I was doing some investment internships. I was doing uh, insurance internships. Everything was really geared toward uh, economics and finance, which, which was my undergraduate degree. And then once I graduated with my MBA, I uh, got an opportunity to jump in with the Chicago Fire uh, Major League Soccer. And they had me in a, in a pseudo like part-time inside sales role we weren't exactly, you know, full time. It was it was only like a temporary position, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, we were trying to contribute on a on a full time level on a full time scale. And uh, fortunately for me, just hustled my butt off. Uh, ended up being the uh, the number one revenue producer on my team and got promoted to a full time role. I want to say maybe four or five months after that. Nice. And what kind of focus did you have with the fire as far as sales goes? So with the fire, we, we sold anything and everything. We were, we were full menu, uh, sales team. When I was in inside sales, we could sell everything. Uh, ultimately I got promoted to the season ticket sales team because at that time we had identified that we wanted to really push uh, season ticket sales. You know, we were, we were lagging behind in season ticket sales and we, we got some you know, pretty lofty goals from ownership at that time. I want to say, uh, going into the 2011 campaign, we were looking to get like 3000 new season ticket memberships. So, uh, from the beginning, I was on the season ticket uh, side of things with the focus on season tickets, but still selling premiums, still selling groups, all that stuff. What was kind of your um, roles that you had with the fire? And then what kind of walk me through um, from the fire to where you're at now? Sure. So I was I spent some time on the season tickets uh, sales team. And then ultimately, we got into a place where uh, I was asked to to move over to group sales. Uh, we were we were at, at at a certain point we were looking to make a shift uh, to the group sales side of things. Uh, we saw some opportunities there, and uh, we had we had some some goals where we were we were going to try to be one of the top group sales teams in all of MLS. So at that time, I was asked to you know move over to the group sales side of things because I had previously done a pretty good job of selling group tickets, uh, had some success, and then ultimately uh, when when my manager she got an opportunity. Um, to move back to her home state, then I was asked to take over the, the group sales team uh, and manage that team uh, before uh, eventually getting into a position where I was a senior manager of group sales. And then finally um, moving over, uh, a little bit of a twist, moving over to Vivid Seats where I was uh, the senior manager of vendor relations. So 
a little bit a little bit different. I kind of kind of moved out of the uh, the team space for a bit. But uh, my reasoning was, uh, from a ticket sales standpoint, we're always looking to capture revenue. We're always looking to capture, you know, and understand what's going on in the secondary market. Understand ticket brokers, how they do their business, uh, how how mar resale marketplaces act. So I thought it might be a good opportunity to to get that experience, spend some time in that space, and uh, that experience really allowed me uh, the opportunity to 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 gain some additional skills. So I. I kind of got exposed to database management. I got exposed to SQL. Um, I was helping out um, with some of our biggest partnerships that we were able to secure on site. So at one point, I was I was traveling around with a team of individuals, and we were we were at the the Masters. We were at the uh, NCAA Final Four. We were at the, the championship games. Um, nice. And then, yeah, it was it was it was a fun time, but it was uh, it was a rough couple of weeks, especially if you're married. Uh, my wife, I, I came back after that, those couple of weeks and my wife was like, no, you, you know, this is it for a while. You're not you know? going out again. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was a shame because I was actually, so that in that time, time frame, I was actually going to the NCAA championship, you know, the final four games. And then, then I flew to Augusta for the masters. And then after that, I was supposed to go to the Super Bowl, And, uh, I had, you know, I had to gracefully ask, Hey, you know what, can I, can I, you know, refrain from the Super Bowl this year, which was which was a tough thing to do because, you know, any sports fan getting the opportunity to be there on site with the Super Bowl and, and to actually be awesome. a part of the game, like it would have been, yeah, it would have been an awesome experience. So um, worked at Vivid Seats for about a year and a half and ultimately got an opportunity, got a got recruited to to start, you know, or restart the uh, the XFL. And and for me, you know, being from Chicago and having followed XFL 1.0, it was it was in some ways a dream come true because you know here I am, my brother and I, we would we would uh, watch the Chicago Enforcers and it seemed like a pretty neat uh, concept and uh, you know and, and be part of a uh, you know the uh, reinventing, the reimagining of a brand and, and also to, to do it in St. Louis where you know there's they're a sports crazy town. At the same time they've had a couple of pro uh, football teams leave. You know, I thought it was an interesting narrative. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time in St. Louis. I, I... I was like, man, it's going to do well there because people, people in St. Louis hate the NFL for the most part. <laughs> so whoever came in there uh, was going to see it and you guys did well. So what was your role there and kind of, you know, what, what kind of stuff were you working on there? Yeah. So with, with the XFL, I was the director of ticket sales and experience. So the sales side, the customer service side, I managed a team of eight full-time individuals. Uh, we were full menu. Um, and you know, we were just, we were trying to build uh, something from the ground up. We were, we were putting together a lot of those foundational pieces, trying to get from year one to year two. And, and we were just along for the ride. But, uh, yeah, to your point, uh, some folks really, uh, were thrilled to see us, you know, come into this space because, because of the feeling of the NFL and, and, the, and the scar tissue that they ultimately left. But, uh, it was, it was an interesting mix. You know, we, we, we definitely had some, objections to deal with some people were just you know pro football you know like, they were against pro football you know they were just like at this point i just follow college I just follow high school you know there was there was definitely some um you know wait and see mentality are you guys going to be around are you guys going to you know how are you going to be involved in the community so i think we had to we had to prove ourselves in the beginning you know and once we were able to really uh show the community that you know we were involved and and you know we you know, generally cared about uh, football in St. Louis and, and putting together a great product. I think, I think people bought in after, after a period of time. 
What would you say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to a new position? I think for me, it's, it's the innovation. I, I love being part of teams, being part of organizations that really want to push the envelope, really want to try something new. And, you know, we're, we're in a space right now where, you know, with the pandemic going on, you know, every industry is looking at, uh, you know, resetting, you know, how can they get better? How can they get leaner? And, uh, you know, for me in, in my space uh, or my recent space with Vivid and even the XFL, you know, I was part of, you know, two startup environments. So, you know, you had to be inventive. You had to put, you know, some of those foundational pieces in place. You just couldn't look and, you know, look to the past and say, oh, this is how we've always done it. You know, you couldn't rest on some of those laurels. You had to really be creative. You had to be innovative and you had to take, take some risks. What would you say is the biggest area you need to improve on? So I've had, a, I've had some time to reflect on this, especially with, you know, in sports with some of the news coming out about uh, toxicity and, and culture. And, you know, it, it got me thinking about my own experiences in sports and, you know, realizing that uh, there have been some times where I've let myself down or I've let, I've let some of my teammates down. And, um, you know, that's definitely an area that I want to make sure that I've got, you know, uh, a focus on um, not only my next, my next opportunity, but, but moving forward because, you know, culture is such a big deal right now you know, across the board. And, and regardless of if you've been furloughed, if you've been laid off, or even if you have a job right now, like employees are looking at their employers, they're looking at their leadership teams, and they're, they're seeing how they're handling everything. You know, so, so often companies talk about being, you know, culture driven people first. And it's great to say, you know, when times are, when times are great, but uh, during some of these tough times, and, and again, I experienced this with the XFL where, you know, things, you know, got a little dicey at the end. Things were very emotional. And, you know, I was looking to my lead, you know, I was looking up the food chain, uh, up to uh, our president, up to, you know, the, uh, the XFL, uh, uh, you know, headquarters. And at the same time, I would, my team was looking, you know, was looking up to me. So I, I think that's extremely important. How would you define success? Success for me uh, comes, comes back to creating a, creating a great culture. At, at the end of the day, you know, whether you're, uh, a, you know, part of a leadership team or whether you're, uh, you know, part of a, a group that's looking up to that, to that leadership team, I think success is, is being able to get better in your role, being happy, uh, feeling important, and giving back and allowing people to be themselves. So some basic fundamental things, but I think, I think at the end of the day, I think that's in addition to, you know, the, the job description, in addition to hitting, you know, if you're in sales, hitting revenue goals, uh, hitting touch points, I think, I think those are the core values of success. You know, are you allowing your team to be themselves? Are they being authentic? Do they have that creative ability and, and control to, to uh, you know, come, come together with ideas to collaborate? Or is it, or is it a culture where, um, you know, you're told there's only one way to do things and, and that's how you have to do it. So I think, I think for me, that's, that's, uh, you know, having an organization that's successful or a team that's successful. For your next role, you know, what is, what are you looking for? You know, what's the ideal role and is relocation an option? Relocation is definitely an option. Uh, going back to some of the things we've talked about uh, with defining success, I think it's, it's some of those things. Looking at the culture of an organization, is it, is it an organization that allows people to be themselves? You know, 
in what we do, regardless of if you're in sales or if you're in another department, if you're selling sports or if, or if you're, you know, in another industry, uh, we're all artists. You know, we, we, we have different experiences. We come from different backgrounds and we bring those with us to work every single day. So for me, um, that's part of what I want in my next opportunity is, is being able to grow, being able to, uh, you know, bring my whole self to work and, and, and to have that creative freedom and have that creative control uh, over, over what I'm doing. Uh, so in, in my experience, um, you know, at more of like a micro level, I would say, you know, another, another type of, you know, sales, uh, opportunity, sales and customer service opportunity, I think would be great. Um, I also have an act for business intelligence and that was kind of brought, brought out with, uh, with my time at David Seeds and looking at, um, and looking at, you know, pricing and analytics and, and, you know, when people are buying things and, and things like that. So, very much so, it could be you know the team side, lead side, or or it could be just a, a product that's out there that uh, you know helps with uh, you know end user uh, ease, you know helps with you know experiences for customers, um, you know, but but definitely something in the sport entertainment industry. How about a fun personal fact about you? So I'm from Chicago, and uh, actually grew up on the on the south west side of the city and this in not too far from white sox park Comiskey park so everybody always assumes that i am a white sox fan well i'm not a white sox fan and uh people when i usually tell them this they're kind of surprised by it because they just think everybody in the south side is a white sox fan and my story with it is you know i grew up i grew up in a, a family you know i was i was the oldest of three kids uh we didn't really have access to uh, cable television so when I started getting in, into sports and, you know, really identifying, um, you know, baseball and football and all that kind of stuff, uh, the Cubs were on local television. You know, they were on, they were on, double, they were on WGN, they were on, you know, local channel nine. And uh, it was just, it was packed with the least resistance. It was the best form of marketing. So I became a Cubs fan because of that. And then also because I could kind of live out my real life, you know, fantasies of playing, you know, major league baseball at the time. Uh, the first the first three years of me playing baseball when I was, I think, six, seven, eight years old, uh, we were the Cubs. So I could, I could envision myself being Mark Grace, nice. being, you know, Lance Johnson, or, you know, being on the mound and, and pitching and stuff like that, you know, and, and I thought I was wearing the Cubs uniform. So that's my, uh, that's my baseball story. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure it probably created some, some fun times in school with uh, your classmates and friends in that okay, or at home or at home i've got a i've got a younger brother he's he's a diehard white Sox fan so we, we you know had a had a division at home nice <laughs> nice well ed i want to thank you for joining me uh, hopefully we can help you get get back out there i mean you've got some great ticket you know sales and, and leadership experience so um you know wish you all the best um but thanks again for coming on Appreciate it, Andrew. Appreciate you having me on, on the podcast and you know, just want to say thank you for everything that you do and continue to do uh, for the industry because you know, you're, you're helping so many people out there and you're also just putting great content out there you know, every, every single thank week. You. So, appreciate it.
right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday. Today I've got Dahlia Ragev with me. Hopefully uh, that was close enough. But You got it. You're good. Thank you. <laughs> Dahlia, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Uh, let's start off with your college experience. Where'd you go to school and what degrees do you have and what are you working on? Yeah, so for my undergraduate degree, I went to the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs and uh, got a sport management degree that's housed in the College of Business there. Um, so spent four beautiful years in the mountains going to school, um, really soaking up all the opportunities in and outside of the classroom in terms of, uh, you know, the coursework for my professors and then also a number of internships along the way. When did you realize you wanted to get in the sports? Well, it's, uh, it's totally a fandom that got me into it. I'm sure not, um, not surprised there, but, uh, 2011 world series game six, a uh, huge Cardinals fan, St. Louis girl <laughs> through and through to the end. And, uh, it looked like the end wasn't going to be that great that season, but, um, turned out that it was great. And, uh, as soon as I saw that ball soaring over Nelson Cruz's head in uh, right field, uh, I was a very happy camper and kind of had this euphoric moment where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm a freshman in high school and don't really know what I want to do, but now I do. So, uh, got on the wonderful, uh, internet that uh, I'm grateful to have had access to and, uh, found sport management, saw some schools, and, and decided to go. And I will say, I, uh, I am currently working on my MBA uh, at Maryville University uh, in St. Louis. Sorry, I forgot to interject that earlier, but yeah. Okay. When are you set to um, get that degree? Uh, so I'm halfway through. I will graduate uh, with MBA with sport business management concentration in May 2021. Have you done any internships at all in sports or entertainment? Yes. So back in Colorado Springs, uh, I was having my first foray into sport with USA Fencing uh, and was able to work with that tight-knit group at a national governing body of sport and worked as a membership intern and uh, was able to grow the membership base, make sure that it was very much a servicing role. How can we help teams, coaches, individual fencers uh, with, with benefits and resources we could provide them to enhance their overall experience? And after doing that for about a semester, a little over, um, bumped up to marketing and promoting their summer nationals uh, tournament, which was in St. Louis, uh, my hometown during the summer. So I was able to build that up with my team and be, get the boots on the ground and work the, the tournament for about a week uh, in St. Louis and uh, saw all of my, my hard work and my team's hard work uh, come to fruition. And then sophomore year ended up working uh, with MLB Player Alumni Association and uh, was a silent auction sales representative and traveled throughout um, multiple MLB stadiums, uh, selling that autograph memorabilia and coordinated a few signings from athletes and overall managed inventories and fulfillment of orders for people out of state. Um, and then lastly, before I graduated senior year, I interned as a compliance officer with, uh, with the Mountain West Conference, uh, also headquartered in the Springs. And uh, I can tell you, Andrew, I'm not going to be a compliance person going forward, but I couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity for a few reasons. One, uh, worked with some amazing people. Two, um, you know, I learned how a huge athletic a sport organization like that is governed and from the inside out how it works uh, and really have an appreciation for that. And then, like I said, lastly, it reaffirmed that um, though I am a compliant person and love structure, <laughs> I will not be going down that path. And I super um, appreciate the hard work that people do 
um, in that space. So recently uh, in the new year, that's kind of been a, a blur with COVID, but most recently I've worked as a graduate assistant for the hockey men's ice hockey teams. Uh, Maryville University with a brand new facility, building the fan base and, and hopefully creating something special, getting it on the ground, um, ground level. And uh, just found out we're not having games till January. So have more time to, uh, you know, line up our sponsors and our partners and make sure that we provide a great fan experience for all involved um, once the new year hits. What kind of role are you looking for um, now? Now I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I have a year or a little under at this point until I graduate with uh, my MBA. And so, you know, full-time employment in sports, I'm, I'm planting the seeds and, and looking out there right now, but I'm looking to, to secure an internship uh, for this fall semester, hopefully in the partnerships side of things, because that's what intrigues me. Um, and then hopefully after the first of the year, some of the freezings on, on hiring might thaw and uh, we can, uh, you know, kind of hit the ground running with that. If not, then I'll float myself uh, with another internship till I graduate. Keeping busy. That's good. You know, get as much experience as you can. I mean, that's the only, that's the only speed I know, Andrew, <laughs> just try to keep going and uh, make the best of what, what you got. What would you say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to a organization? I think that, am I allowed to, if I make them quick? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so one, I'm reliable, dependable, I do what I say I'm going to do. I do it in a timely manner. And if I need assistance or clarification, then I gather that. But after that, I'm going to get it done. You can count on me. Uh, and second of all, I think one of the biggest assets I have is that I've been battle tested uh, in terms of some challenges I've had in my life health wise. Um, and, you know, unfortunately I've been knocked down a little bit uh, because of that, but it gives you a greater appreciation, especially now in this time of COVID. Um, thankfully I haven't, you know, knocked on wood had COVID, but in the past, um, you know, being incapacitated and understanding what it means to be kind of pulled from the game, if you will, uh, gives you a greater appreciation for, for when you're back at full strength, you need to, need to go at it, give it all you can, and just be grateful for the opportunities you're given. Yeah. How about on the other side, what do you need to work on the most? I need to work on, I'm a really great planner. <laughs> I'm a really great planner. Uh, sometimes I, I over plan uh, and, and tend to, to forget the present and that, that can't be ignored. In fact, it should be prioritized because that's what you're doing right now. So, um, you know, just very grateful that I have that trait in me, that drive and ambition and foresight to see into the future. Um, but, you know, whether it's through mentors or peers uh, and then being self-aware myself, um, you know, I need, I need to be able to rein that in when necessary um, and cut away uh, when I need to just kind of slow down a little bit. But I'd rather have that than have no drive and ambition or planning at all. So uh, just gotta, you know, smooth those edges and uh, it's a lifelong project. What's kind of the dream job? Dream job. Well, as growing up a, a St. Louis kid, like I said, huge Cardinals fan. So, you know, I wanted to be GM as a, as a freshman in high school when I told you my game six story, but I realized that I'm not really a numbers person in terms of crunching them and I can kind of analyze what's going on and I appreciate Sabre and all the, the different metrics that are out there. And as a fan, I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, it kind of knocked me down a little bit more to reality, which is cool because that gives you clarity. Uh, so I don't, I don't think GM's the dream anymore, uh, but to work in, in base Baseball and professional baseball in a front office, um, you know, that, that's really the dream. And, and if we're really going to the dream, of course, Cardinals, because that's, those are, uh, 
those are my boys, but um, I understand, I understand that uh, first and foremost is a business and I need to be an asset to an organization to have me on the team. And so that's my focus and, and taking my passion. Uh, as you can tell, it's pretty big for St. Louis uh, and channel that into productivity for them. Did you work for the Cubs though? You know, people ask me that all the time <laughs> and they say, no hedging. You better tell me now, Dahlia. I said, if the opportunity was attractive enough, if the offer was attractive enough, and I'm not just talking about money, you know, I'm talking yeah. about cost of living, who knows where we'll be, but uh, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying, oh yes, let's go, <laughs> but I'm not ruling it out. You can't slam doors on opportunity before they open. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. I always said that. I always, when I was younger, I uh, was a huge Dallas Cowboy fan, but I lived near Philadelphia. So I was, I always told myself I could never play or um, work for the Eagles. But now that I'm a little older, I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> older and wiser, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, how would you define success? Good one. <laughs> I would, I would define it as being invested in something you're passionate about, making sure you're an asset to whatever entity you're a part of, uh, and, and getting fulfillment on your end to work in a way that's beneficial for that entity. Meaning, you know, for me, it's not money. I mean, of course you got to make a living. And, and as you go up, you hope to be compensated for what you're worth. You got to know your worth and, uh, that's very important, but um, I get a high, uh, an emotional high on helping people, on bridging the gaps, uh, creating partnerships, and making all entities involved win. You know, I, I want a win-win-win situation, um, and I know that sounds fairly dramatic, most likely, or, um, you know, idealistic, but, um, you know, that's, that's where I see myself, and, um, you know, I want to make sure that I can be a part of that. How about a fun personal fact? Fun personal fact, um, I am a dual citizen of the U.S. and Germany. Wow. I don't know if that's personality, but that's fun. And then personality trait, I love to read. I absolutely love to read. Uh, I know, again, I don't know if that's personality, what you're getting at, but uh, I'm a voracious reader and, and never can seem to have enough. So if you put a book in front of me, I'm happy. So how about languages? Languages? Yeah. Can you see? Um, yeah. So I, I'm fascinated by lang languages. Um, I'm pretty conversational in Spanish once I get it out of the cobwebs, you know, um, and uh, obviously English. And then my dad's actually from Israel. So I uh, have some conversational Hebrew as well. And, uh, you know, don't know when that'll come in handy, but uh, I definitely got that under my belt. No, that's, that's great. That's great to hear. No, well, I'm excited to, um, you know, see it continue you know, the education and, and these internships. And, you know, we talked about one in the St. Louis area. So hopefully uh, you'll be able to secure some things there and, and keep getting that experience. But anything that uh, we can do to help, just just let us know. And thanks for joining me. No, thank you for the time. I appreciate uh, getting out there and best of luck with your show as well. Thank you.
right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got CJ LaRoche with me. How's it going, CJ? Very well, Andrew. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having uh, me. Let's, let's jump into it. Let's go over where you went to school and any degrees that you received. Certainly. So I went to Wagner College on Staten Island, New York. I was a musical theater performance major. And I began my career out as an actor, and then I went into casting and stage management. I am currently enrolled at the University of Florida in their online sports management program. Okay, great. When are you set to um, graduate there? I graduate in spring of 2021. Okay. So just, you know, I'll, I'll start it off this way. What made you decide to want to get into the sports side of things? Sure. So... I've always been a rabid sports fan. Uh, I actually have a little bit of a reputation in the New York theater scene as being the sports guy. Uh, and a, a favorite party trick for my friends is to name a number between one and 54, and then I just spout out every single bit of information there is about that Super Bowl. Uh, and so about a few years ago, I was fortunate to work on a musical called Hamilton. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of all the rage right now. And I looked, at, I looked around at you know, who I was working with and the show that I was working on, and I realized that I had kind of reached a, a big goal of mine to work on a really big and, and popular show. Uh, and it was at that moment that I said, I think I'm ready to pivot. I think I'm ready to you know, follow my passion and, and try to work in sports. So that was uh, a few years ago, and, and I'm taking steps slowly since then. No, that's great. Kind of walk me through a little bit of your experience, um, you know, from when you left Wagner College. Sure. So I, I was an actor. I was a professional actor, and uh, I was fortunate enough to get my union card as an actor. And I did some regional theater and some summer stock theater. And then I worked on a uh, play in the Fringe Festival that I helped to write and co-produce uh, in 2005. And it was in doing that show that I said, something inside of me just said, I don't really want to act anymore. Uh, but I was, you know, in my mid twenties and not trained or qualified to do anything else. So I took an internship with a casting director who was amazing. Uh, and he sort of taught me how to run a business and, and run an office and, you know, do recruiting, which is called recruiting in the, you know, the regular business world. We call it casting in the, in the theater industry. Uh, and I was there for about a year and a half. I worked up from an intern all the way to being an associate with him. And we were working on a show for a theater in Connecticut. And it took a really long time for us to sort of get the, the cast together. It was a lot of sessions. And that's when I was like, maybe I really miss doing shows. And I mean, not literally, but literally five minutes later, a director friend called me and said, hey, CJ, I need a stage manager for this summer. I said, oh my God, I know 50 stage managers. He said, I think you should just do it. I said, well, John, I've never done it. Uh, but he was, he was confident enough in me to sort of bring me up there, hire me on as a person stage manager. And I came to find out later that he really didn't need a stage manager so much as he wanted a buddy to drink with and at the bar at the end of the night and talk sports. And as you know, I fit that role. Uh, so that's how my stage management career began at a summer stock theater in Vermont. Uh, and then I just slowly started, you know, working my way up and I worked on off-Broadway shows and then a few Broadway shows as a stage manager. And then I got into corporate event work, which was uh, really, really cool and kind of, you know, helped me to get that event mindset into my, into my brain is I started thinking about working on sports. Then I worked on Hamilton. And then I said, I think I really got to just take the turn and, you know, get, 
get into school and, and figure out how I can work, work in sports. Because up until that point, you know, I had gone on to teamwork online and I set up a profile and I set out a bunch of resumes and cover letters and got zero responses. Uh, so I said, Oh, I better, I better get an education. I better figure <laughs> out, you know, how I can make myself a little bit more of an attractive candidate. And that's how I ended up at the university of Florida. I'm in their online program now, uh, majoring in sports business management. And it can be a very frustrating thing, job searching, especially, uh, in sports, but, uh, what area of sports are you most interested in as far as um, career-wise? I think that there's three <laughs> definite areas that I'm, I'm interested in. And fortunately, I'm still in school, so I can, I can say that. I can say that I haven't really narrowed it down yet. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my dream job is the next job, but really it would be to work, you know, in the front office, on the team side, whether it be you know, in, in operations or team travel, you know, in dealing with logistics. Uh, the other area that interests me, and it wouldn't be the easiest pivot necessarily, but a, a, certainly a smoother transition would be to work in facility or stadium operations. Uh, and then obviously game presentation is something that, you know, I have a background in working in the entertainment industry as a stage manager already. Uh, and then revenue generation, working in sales, it, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, a little bit far away from me as far as, oh, I really want to do that. But it's definitely something that interests me and a way that I feel that I could contribute positively to an organization. Yeah. And I, and I, th I think based on, you know, kind of what you said, I mean, uh, game day, you know, presentation and operations seems very similar to probably some of the things that you've already had to deal with. So I think, you know, as you're getting into it, you'll, you'll kind of be able to uh, relate to some of those things. What would you say is your biggest skill set or um, like asset that you'll bring to a new position? I'm incredibly organized. I think that uh, working as a stage manager, on these big shows, there's so many moving pieces and, you know, so many moving parts and so many people that you have to coordinate that if you don't keep everything real tight and real concise, uh, the show's not going to open on time or <laughs> someone's going to get hurt. Uh, so having that, that organizational mindset is, I really believe is my biggest strength that I bring to the table. Uh, the other, the other strength that I, I could just add one is, is I'm, I'm really easy going and I like to have a great time. What do you think you need to work on the most? I think that my biggest weakness uh, actually comes out of that organizational mind. I can get bogged down in the details. There are times where, you know, especially in my, in my past career, where I get laser focused on one thing and try to make that thing as perfect and as wonderful as it possibly can be. And, oh, there's five other things I need to do today. Oh, I better get on those. Uh, so just trying to find a way to say, okay, that right there is done enough and now let's move on to b c and d and and we can make a you know pretty in on the on the back end or your position in sports would you be open to relocation or are you looking for something in the new york city area i'm definitely open to relocating i've, I've been here in new york city a long time and you know a lot of people say that they have a love-hate relationship and and it rings true with me. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough place to, to live. And, you know, it's a, it's a real, real tough environment. So if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So yeah. I made it here. And if I have to go somewhere else to fulfill this dream of working in sports, so be it. How would you define success? I think success is waking up 
every single day and feeling good about the position that you're in and good about the people that surround you and feeling great about what you get to do that day. How about a uh, fun personal fact about you? Well, I'm the youngest of 10 children, but I'm an only child. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Wait, what? So it's, it's, I, I come from a Brady Bunch family. So my okay. father had six children. My mother had three children. They both separated from the folks that they had those children with, came together. And only had, yeah. And only had me. After, I was the third try, actually. Wow. That's, yeah. And, and I'm the seventh child of the seventh child. Okay. Yeah. Those are good fun facts, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, yeah. other than I How, can you the Nobody story. else has come up with that one. So, I mean, that's, that's damn good. <laughs> that's just who so, I am. So, what's your favorite sport then since, you know, you're, you know, you're real into sports. Do you have like a specific? It, it, it honestly, it goes back and forth between baseball and football. And okay. it really, it really depends on the season. You know, that's why the month of September is always, you know, September, October is always confusing on, on earth because we've had, <laughs> everything is happening. Uh, but it's definitely baseball and football are like one and one A. What, what are the teams? I mean, are you, you know, Yankees since you're in New York and, you know, Giants? This is another fun fact. My grandfather used to watch Jackie Robinson play in Montreal. He was from Quebec, uh, Port of Quebec, Canada. So he actually followed Jackie to Brooklyn. And then my father was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. Then of course the Dodgers went West and they didn't watch anything or, or listen to anything as it were. And then, so they became Met fans in 62. They had the Giants, uh, but they were Montreal Canadian fans. And in 2014, uh, when the Rangers and the Canadians played each other in the Stanley Cup finals, that was a tough moment because I stayed, I said, we're Mets fans and Giants fans. We have to be Rangers fans. And he said, you're going to be a Canadian fan. I was like, no, I'll stick with the Rangers. Keep it all consistent. <laughs> uh, so that, that series was tough. That series was tough in the LaRoche household. You know, the Rangers came out on top, thank God. It's always good, it's always good when, they, when they come out. So <laughs> I used to go up to New York a lot as a kid and go to sporting events up there. So I wasn't a huge New York fan other than the Knicks, but uh, – Love going to Yankee Stadium and checking out everything up there. So, well, I'm kind of excited to see your um, transition over to sports. I definitely think your background, um, you know, can transition and especially, you know, grabbing some extra education never hurts. But I mean, there's a lot of similarities between, you know, entertainment and sports. So uh, they're both a ton of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you love what you do or you have a passion, I mean, it just, it makes it all worthwhile. So. Absolutely. And I, I learned that, you know, coming up in the theater, it's, it's, it's funny when I started at Florida, all the professors would say, you know, it's long hours and it's not a lot of money. And I said, you've never worked in theater. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it is, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Theater is the same. So. Well, thanks for joining me, CJ. Let's uh, keep in touch. I want to follow your uh, transition as you uh, progress. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the guests, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn.